my heart embraced the will of God, my path aligned with His plan. As children of God, we have been given the ability to both obtain and enjoy wealth. Hi, my name is Tamara Hill, creator of Lift Off Your Finances, and I'm so excited to invite you to join this very special weekly program to learn more about your finances. This is not an investment series, nor are we focused on making you feel bad about any financial decisions that you've made until this point. Instead, we'll talk about how you can maximize what God has already placed in your hands. All right, welcome back to Lift Off Your Finances. This is Tamara Hill, and we're continuing our discussion on first-time home buying with my special guest, Pastor Eliphaz Salik. How are you? Good, Tamara. Thanks again for having me on the show. So yeah, happy to be here. I, I know that everyone loved that first one where we talked about different myths and how you can get into home buying, even in this market that everyone's so afraid of. Absolutely, yeah. So let's start off again with the scripture, because we always want to start there. Yeah. Uh, Deuteronomy 8.18 but remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. So with that scripture, Pastor Eliphaz, it just talks about how God has given us this ability to produce wealth, and I feel that real estate is a tool to do that, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, historically, you look at trends, and uh, real estate is a great way to produce wealth, both residential and commercial. So Absolutely, and generationally. Absolutely, 100%, yeah, because you can pass it down from generation to generation, yeah. Absolutely. So hopefully everyone met you last week. But again, um, Eliphaz Salak is a pastor with um, with Encounter Church here in Denver. He's a husband, a father, business owner, previously, currently. And now we're talking to him in his new role as a mortgage lender. So talk to us more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, uh, I'm a mortgage loan officer. And it's uh, the reason I'm, I'm doing that, because I'm a full-time pastor, is this is a uh, what I what you would refer to as a side gig, but really the the, <laughs> the goal is to help people. I just had a lot of people that would come talk to me, and there's a lot of financial issues, and some people were trying to find a house and other things like that, and and it it just made sense for me to be able to help people in this capacity as well, guide them with the tools instead of having to send them somewhere that may or may not be able to help them completely. That's right. That's and right. And so so that was the goal, and um, it's uh, it's not about making money, even though that's a nice bonus, but it's mm-hmm. it's firstly about helping people, and I believe money follows. So if we just help people. I love that. Yeah. Tell us the name of the company that you have. Yeah. So so um, I'm a, I'm licensed with um, a company called Groves Capital. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I'm an independent uh, mortgage loan originator. Um, however, um, if anybody needs to contact me, they, they're more than welcome to at any time. And uh, my email is the best way to get a hold of me. It's esalik, E-S-A-L-I-K, at grovescapital.com. And we do both residential and commercial loans. So... Wow, wonderful. Well, I highly encourage you to reach out to him. Um, you can sense his kindness. He really is. And he, he lives by helping people. He's helped me and so many people over the years. So thank well, you. Thank, thank you, you for all that you do. And so today we want to talk about, we talked about the common myths about buying your first home, but now we want to talk about how to position yourself. And that's so important because the Bible talks about us being in position, um, you know, having our minds on God, praying, putting on the full armor of God. It's all about positioning yourself. And I think sure. this topic is no different. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. I think everything we do, we, we must do unto the Lord, wh- right. whatever it is. If you're building wealth, it's not about getting rich just so you can have a yacht and, and go <laughs> sail the world. It's 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 all for the kingdom of God, because it's how can we reinvest into people to build disciples of Jesus? And that has to be the goal. That's and, right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So always, I love this, 
you are a full-time pastor. I'm a woman who loves God, and I know this to be truth. Whenever you start anything, start with prayer. That's right. Start right there with praying, telling God what maybe you haven't even told anybody else. Yep. Start there and pray. And in this case, this is a principle we've talked about a lot with lift off your finances. Write down that vision. Uh, that's scriptural from Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 2 through 3, where God told the people, to write, the Israelites, to write down that vision yep. and make it plainly before them. And I think that's so relevant with home buying. And so you have that experience with your first home, right? Absolutely, yeah. When, you know, my family and I, when we moved here in, uh, in 1998, one of the big things was, you know, we were in Kuwait at that time, moving, mm -hmm. moving to the U.S. And even that itself is a, is a miracle. And that an was answer, a miracle. An, an, answer, an answer to prayer, because, you know, we didn't know where to go. My brother's getting ready to go to college, and they didn't have good colleges there. Mm -hmm. And so we prayed, and God brought us here. That was a total miracle. But then when we got here, we said, God, we need a house. And my, this, we're a family of five. And my dad said, well, kids, what kind of house do you want? You want a, you want one with two bedrooms, three bedrooms? What do you want? They were like, no, we all want our own bedrooms, right? <laughs> and so he said, okay, so we need four, right? One for mom and dad, and then one for each of the three of us. So we started praying. That was our, we, we didn't necessarily write it down on paper, but we all were in agreement. This is the kind of house we want. So we asked God specifically, God, you know our need. This is not about us wanting a $20 million mansion with 20 mm -hmm. home, with twenty rooms. It's about us you meeting our needs. And so we started praying into that and, and, our first house here, God, God gave us that, and wow. over and above what we we had the four bedrooms, but we also had a loft, and we also oh. had a, a an unfinished basement that we finished, we were able to finish later, and we had a lots of living room and a and a family room and a dining room it was great, a big wow. kitchen it, because God, that's it. You know, there's other there's realtors. I just want to share this with you that there's realtors that would show us, you know, different houses. Well, you can look at this one. This is mm -hmm. a little bit cheaper. You might be able to afford this a little better. But my dad was like, No, God is going to give us what we're asking him. He just, he just stood on faith. He said, no, God's going to make it the right price. And he did. God gave us the, the the house we could afford at the price we could afford with everything that, that, that we wanted in it. Amen. Your dad was a pastor too, right? He was. He was a man of faith. He wasn't always a pastor, but uh, he, he'd grown up uh, in, uh, he was an economics professor <laughs> back in Pakistan. <laughs> well, this then, is all coming together. <laughs> economics, Christian pastor dad. Yeah. Okay. Now yeah. we know how this wonderful person, <laughs> Pastor Eliphaz Salak, came about. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. So, but he is a man of faith for sure, and that makes a difference. Yeah. It makes all the difference. Yeah. I love that. And so we, so we started again. Where you're listening to us, you want to get that first house. These are practical steps because remember, lift off your finances is based on two concepts: the biblical wisdom. We start there, and then those practical tips, yeah. and that equals financial transformation. So we're giving you a lot of the practical in this episode, just That's right. to, trying to help everyone know. So after we pray, we write down the vision, or, or really believe the vision, as you mentioned in your case, then we want to get into some of those foundational liftoff principles. I know that you're a big fan of the bottom line. I sure am. <laughs> I, guys, if you haven't done the bottom line with uh, Tamara and uh, lift off my finances, you need to do that because you need to know how much money's coming in, mm -hmm. how much is going out, and more importantly, where it's going, because that's usually the part that you'll be surprised about. I know when I first started uh, budgeting and saying, okay, hey, where's really where's my money really going? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm making a decent salary. It's not huge, but I mean, I should be able to have more money left over. That's right. And then when I looked at where I was spending, I'm like, oh, silly me. <laughs> I got to stop that. <laughs> so um, so it, it's really helpful. Well, thank you. So again, the bottom line is the sum total of your housing and transportation costs. 
And again, we focus there because those are your biggest expense categories and categories that you can control. Even if you already have a mortgage, yep. you know, there's ways to reduce that, whether you help share the cost of your mortgage with someone, you rent out a portion of your home, there's different ways to do it. But that's a great way to start. And that's, you hear me talk about that the most, if you go to my website, myliftoff.net, enter understanding your bottom line in the search. I have TV episodes, uh, podcasts, these shows, because it's so, so important to help you do that. Also, some other things you may want to look up to help you just take those practical steps. There's episodes on uh, money acceleration strategies, and that's all about debt reduction, how to pay off credit card debt quickly, how to build an emergency savings fund, because if you are looking for a home, you still do need some savings, absolutely, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And so you want that. And then the ultimate budget. I know some people want that framework. So the ultimate budget is one, Pastor LFS, I don't know if I've shared this with you. It's one where you can give, live, save, and play. That's your fun money. That's awesome. All that. in one budget. And I think of it as freedom and a framework. Yeah. You can do, I mean, because my expenses are different than your expenses. I mean, you have a wife and two children, and I'm single, and there's other people with different situations. Maybe right. you're caring for a parent, sure. you know, an elderly parent. Yeah. But that framework is the goal. And so you have freedom within that framework. Yeah, and you can customize that for your individual person or your family. That's right. And your goals. Where you want to go. Absolutely. Yeah. So check that out again on myliftoff.net. And so that's some another set of practical things. But then let's get into specific practical things you can do about home buying and the credit score. That's the holy grail with this mortgage yeah. lending. So talk to us about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I think a lot of people are afraid because they think their credit's not good enough mm -hmm. or they just don't know what it takes to buy a house. Uh, if, if that's you, I want you to start off with the fact that, number one, do you have income? Or do you have mm -hmm. a job? Do you have... Uh, a source of income. If you do, you're more than likely paying rent somewhere. If you're paying rent, especially here in Denver, yes, <laughs> uh, you can afford a home. Yes. Right now, you might not have all your ducks in a row, but that's okay. We're here to help with that. And I would I would recommend that you start off with looking at your income, doing the bottom line mm -hmm. number one, figuring out what you can afford. Mm -hmm. But then your next step should be to realize that you have access to a free credit report once a year okay so you are allowed by the government to to pull your credit all three bureaus that's experian equifax and transunion one time it's a complete report it doesn't give you your scores but it gives you everything that is showing up on your credit that's valuable yeah, yeah. and the way to access that is annualcreditreport.com annualcreditreport.com there is absolutely no money for this so please don't pay to pull your credit report Okay. Now, if you've done it over the last 12 months, uh, you, you'll only qualify for the free report once every 12 months. Okay. But it's a great tool to really find out what's being reported to your credit. Maybe you've been a victim of identity theft and you don't even know it. Wow. Or maybe there's an error that one of your creditors made and it's showing up on your report and you're like, this isn't right. And so you'll never know until you pull your credit and it's completely free. And if you have access to uh, internet, which, you know... I, if you don't, let me know. I'll make sure we find you where, where there's access. But it's annualcreditreport.com. They'll ask you for some simple basic information. You can pull your own credit, mm -hmm. take a look at your report, and they'll actually show you how to read that report and what it means. I think that's so important because when I bought um, my second home out here in Denver, the lender in Amanya had already had a first home. But this new situation, different set of lenders found something on my credit report that they said, this is a mark. And I thought, well, what is it? It was an account that I'd paid off yep. that they 
had an error. It was an error. And so they said, well, just call them. And I called and said, hey, I paid that. Why is this still here? And instantly they removed it. Absolutely. And and, and that boosted your score, didn't mm -hmm. it? Quite a yeah. bit, like uh, 30 points. Yeah. And so, that, so it's really simple things like that. Mistakes happen and it's okay, but you have a way to fix it. You don't have to live with that that mistake that somebody else made on your credit report. Mm -hmm. And uh, right there on on that website on annualcreditreport.com, you can actually dispute um, uh, dispute errors right there. If you find something that's not, not correct, you can dispute it immediately. And also when I was first cleaning up my credit early on in my financial journey, there were things where I legitimately was late. I sure. never had any charge offs, but it, they were late things. Sure. And so I was able, looking at these details, to call them and say, I know that 10 years ago I was mega late. I simply asked, would you be willing to remove this? And they said, sure. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, especially it's been a long time. It's worth the call. Worst case scenario, they say no, and, and you're where you are. But what if they say yes? Right. <laughs> you know, and so so don't hesitate to do those kinds of things. And and most uh, derogatory information falls off your credit within. Uh, it should fall off within seven years. Sometimes it can, depending on what it is, can can be there longer. But uh, but just take a look at how long it's been on those things. You know, if you were late on a payment or two, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. And there's ways around that. And and usually when you're when you're applying for a home loan, um, you know, if it's been more than two years, most most lenders don't really care about that. Okay. So, Sounds good. Good yeah. information. So once we have our credit report and we have our score, what do we do next? Yeah, the next thing you want to do is you want to talk to a professional. I know you, that you, you might know quite a bit about buying homes because you've, you've done research and that's good. You should do research, mm -hmm. but it's really good to talk to a professional. You know, I've learned the hard way in my own life that, you know, I, just because I can do a lot of things doesn't mean I need to do all those oh things. Oh my gosh, preach. <laughs> so so if, you, if you hire experts to help you out, it's a great way to go. The nice thing about a mortgage loan officer or mortgage lender is that you don't have to pay them anything. Oh, I don't know if you people did, know that. Yeah, you, you literally don't have to pay them anything because they get paid by the bank. Got it. So it's not like you're paying them or you can be rolled into a loan if you do want to pay them. There's, there's different ways to do that. So mm -hmm. so there's they're, they're going to help you get into the best loan for you. Okay. If that makes sense. So it's not about it's not about you having to, to, to pay them to help you out. No, they want to help you get a loan because when you get the loan, then, then the bank actually gives them money. Now, it's not a kickback or anything like that. It's just the way the, that, that, that the lender compensation is. And it's, it's capped, so it's not like, like the, they can get extra money right. and put you into a bad loan, things like that. It's not none of that. Yes, I, I want to emphasize that point too, especially here everywhere. But I, I just know it recently from purchasing a home um, a couple of years ago. All of that is really um, transparent. It's written yep. in the document. Mm -hmm. So you can see exactly how much they're getting paid, exactly. why they're getting that amount, yep. what company they're associated with. So it's, it's not like yep. you, you don't have to fear that. Nope, definitely. Yeah. Don't be afraid of, of talking to a good loan officer. And you, you, this is how you'll know if they're good or not. Are they willing to listen to you? Oh, love that. So if they listen to you and 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 they guide you in a way that's good for you, you'll know. Now, it's good to listen to them as well sometimes because there might be something you want to do that that's not really possible. That doesn't necessarily make them bad. It just means that they're trying to help you. So Right. No, that's yeah. true. I, I yeah. once, uh, one of the first uh, mortgage lenders I met here, I was looking at a property, just looking at the total price. It wasn't even what I really wanted, but I thought, oh, I just want to stay at this number, yeah. trying to have prices like I had in Texas. And he said, you know what, did you look at that there's a very expensive homeowners association fee? I think it was yeah. like $700. Yeah. And I said, well, I don't want to have so much debt. He said, Tamara, take that $700, write it on a check and flush it down the toilet. And I was like, no, I would never do that. He's like, well, 
He's a smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. to your point, they can get to the point, but they're trying to help you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and if somebody's willing to listen to to your needs and also give you information, if they're withholding information out, trying to explain things to you, mm -hmm. you can move on. Don't be don't be afraid. You don't have to settle on the first person you talk to, mm -hmm. but maybe the first person you talk to is is a great person, and then you don't want to keep moving on. So sure, uh, but but definitely, and and I always encourage people when you're getting in the market, shop around, see what's see what's available. I mean. You, you, most people shop around before they buy a car. Why wouldn't you shop around before you you have a, a mortgage loan officer or a, or a realtor, even for that matter? Absolutely. Talk to a few. Totally makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So now we found this lender. We. I want. He didn't ask me to do this, but please tell us again your your information because I think you're a great one. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. If you're if you're looking for a house in in Colorado, that's where I'm licensed. I'm definitely happy to help. And if you just need a pre approval or anything like that, uh, it's E Solic E. S-A-L-I-K at grovescapital.com. That's G-R-O-V as in Victor, E-S, grovescapital.com. And I still encourage you because this show is uh, broadcast beyond Denver. If you just have questions, email him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, even if you're not, not here and you just have a question, if I don't have the answer, I'll find somebody that does have the right answer for your state or your mm -hmm. city. Um, but I'm happy happy to answer any questions you might have. So Absolutely. Yeah. And I want to encourage you to do that. You can also reach out to me, uh, Tamara Hill, at Tamara at MyLiftOff.net. T-A-M-A-R-A -A at MyLiftOff.net. Now, he is the mortgage expert. But I just say that because someone uh, reached out to me from Florida asking me, um, basically saying, I'm afraid of this recession. And the Bible says, should we tithe? I mean, it says a tithe, but in the New Testament, it says uh, to give what's on your heart. Someone called me to talk about that. And we had the best conversation. So we're real people. Our goal That's is to awesome. help. So I helped her through that. Yeah. That's another topic. But I just say that as an example that when we say write us, just ask. We're open for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's... It we're happy to share knowledge and uh, guide you in the right direction. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we talked about finding that good lender, and then we talked about in our prior episode that even if you're not ready to buy now, working with that lender proactively can help you know what you need to do to position yourself to be approved for the home. Yeah, correct? absolutely. Yeah, Tamara just shared a little bit ago that uh, there was somebody else who was on the show that uh, they got a pre-approval two years prior to actually pulling sure. the trigger on purchasing a home. And that's a-okay. I mean, it's it's good to really know where you want to go, but you, you the way to do that is to actually have a roadmap and map it out. And oh, I, love I think that. having a having a pre-approval or doing a pre-approval immediately is a good roadmap to let you know what you can afford. And let's say uh, it's it's a little bit uh, lower than what you want because mm -hmm. you want to buy a better house. Well, that that gives you tools to say, okay, well, maybe I need to improve my credit so I can get a little bit lower rate. That'll help help me afford a big, uh, more of a house uh, or a more expensive house. Or maybe I need to save more money over the next 12 to 24 months so I can have a bigger down payment or things like that. Um, I think the focus of buying a house should always be equity. What's Talk about that because I sure. think a lot of people don't know what equity is if you've never had a home before. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, equity can be a, a, a funny word that, that people in the financial industry use. But really what equity means is it's, it's – um, 
what you have that you can pull out of the house. That's an easy way to, for, for me to put it. Um, for example, let's say you buy a home for, I'm just going to throw easy numbers out there, $100,000. Sure. So you bought a $100,000 home. That was my first home, so yeah, that's said, a real example. <laughs> so so let's say over, over two years, you've made payments on the home and you've paid it down, I'm just going to throw easy number out, $20,000. You've, mm-hmm. paid it, you've paid it down $20,000. Well, now that $100,000 home, you owe eighty thousand on it instead of a hundred thousand loan. Let's assume you had a hundred percent loan. Yeah. And so that twenty percent that that that's left over the twenty sorry the twenty thousand that's your equity. What that means is if you sell that house and it hasn't appreciated, the house hasn't gone up in value at all, mm-hmm. you'll get get twenty uh, twenty thousand dollars because of how much you paid it down. But that's not quite real. What happens with with um, the housing market? Over time, the value of your house increases. Mm-hmm. Even if it goes down a little bit, eventually it's going to go up if you yes. stay in there, right? Yes. And two to five years is a great time. You'll notice that. And on a $100,000 home, you're going to have an increase at a minimum, in my opinion, is 20%. I can't guarantee that, but mm-hmm. but at a minimum, 20% increase. So what, what's happened is you've made payments on this house for two years or five years, and let's say you've paid it down 20000 but the value of the house has now gone from 100000 up to 120 or 140000 so now if you sell that home, not only will you get back the payments you've put into that house, but you'll get twenty to forty thousand dollars more depending on how much it sells for. And that's what equity is. That's what that's what the housing market is all about. Don't worry about the loan that you have on it. Consider how much the value of the house is increasing. And that is known as equity. I love that. And that's the key with it, because I think that when we had other topics about, well, how, why are people buying rental properties and things like this? And that's another topic, but it's the equity. Even if you are renting out your home, you're like, well, I'm not making a lot of money, but it's the equity that you're building. And that's what we want to think about that equity. And so I I love that you explained that because I think some people think, well, how am I going to do that? And I didn't understand equity when I bought that home. Sure. I just lived in it. Yeah. <laughs> I lived yeah. and I, I never planned to leave that home as I thought, oh, well, maybe I'll pay it off or, or what have you. But then when it was time to move, yeah. because the, the market went up and everything, I was like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea I had access to this kind of money which made it much easier for me to come enter this housing market. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and I say this to Tamara often, your first house or your second house, your third house doesn't have to be your last house. Amen. So you can always sell an upgrade or move up or, or just maybe you have to move out of state or you can hold on to that home and, and uh, make it a rental, whatever you want to do. Wonderful. Um, so there's definitely ways to. So um, we talked about a lot of the great things that lenders do. Let's talk about some of the specific programs. We have just a few minutes left. Sure. So down payment assistance i got that home the first home because there was a program that paid my down payment do things like that still exist absolutely they sure do exist even today now not everybody qualifies for those Mm -hmm. but you'll be surprised how many people do qualify for that Mm -hmm. so uh, you don't know until you you look into it so i would say again when you talk to that that mortgage loan officer ask them hey do i qualify for down payment assistance program and usually what that means is um uh, the government or some other entity will will put money down for you yes. to help you out, um, and so the, and, and there's there's criteria like oh you have to keep the house for a minimum of two years or five sure. years things like that, but even so that's that's free money why why wouldn't you take advantage of that? I love that you yeah. made that point because sometimes people feel like well I don't want my hands tied I'm like well you're gonna be living there anyway yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's a wonderful uh, reminder. And, and I want to encourage you because you mentioned this about you know being in a recession right now mm-hmm. uh, uh, or heading towards one. We're not in one We're right now. We're not in one, but they're, <laughs> no. everybody's afraid of one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I want to encourage you. Let's say you buy a house right now and let's just say 
the bottom falls out and house prices drop and maybe you find yourself upside down. What's key is that you can afford your payment. If you can afford your payment right now, if you buy a house that that's affordable, um, in that case, just hold on to the house, ride the wave. Mm-hmm. Within the next five years, I guarantee you, you'll, you will be back in an equity position. I mean, it's just, you look at the numbers, even back in 07, 08, if the people that lost their homes would have been able to hold on to their houses, right now they'd be making over $100,000. It's just, that's just how it is. Absolutely. And I, I did ride that wave because um, I bought the home and then 2008 hit. And I remember a lot of foreclosures. Yeah. A lot of foreclosures yeah. with with two income homes. So I feel I'm a real testimony that I have weathered that storm as a single woman. And I was so focused. I didn't even know these people lost their homes. And then I found out, oh, so-and-so, they're not here. They're not here. Yeah. So if you can just hold on. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what's so important to to buy what you can afford, what that's you need. Right. Don't 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 get too much home where, where you're struggling and barely getting by. That's right. You don't ever want to stretch yourself. That's another lift off principle. You don't want to stretch yourself so thin that you have no room for any disruption. That's just a general good lifestyle principle (laughs) with your finances. You don't want to be so stretched. We talked about in our last program that there's great um, things for veterans, 100% financing and other programs. So just giving people things to think about when they reach out to you. And then also one last thing I do want to touch on quickly um, is those who are self-employed. Yeah. A lot of people like that now. Can they get homes? Of and course. What they of consider? course. Uh, the banks have amazing programs. Um, uh, I'm working on loan right now with somebody um, who is a business owner, and uh, we're using just their bank statements to get them approval. Oh wow! Uh, and so and and it's it's great because uh, there's income and so so there's different programs out there. Again. Uh, it never hurts to just ask. Find somebody that can say yes to you. I find I, I really work with the underwriters and find ways to say yes to people um, and, and put them in a good position, uh, okay. especially people that are renting. So uh, again, there's great uh, VA benefits, VA programs. You, if you're a veteran, you can have a zero percent down loan uh, wow. where you don't need any money down. And for others, you say, well, you know, I don't really have any money. I only have five thousand savings, something like that. That's okay. There's ways to to navigate those things and, and let us help educate you on those. Absolutely. Well, this has been a wonderful um, program. Again, tell us how people can reach you if they have questions. Yeah, again, my email is esalik, E-S-A-L-I-K, at grovescapital.com. Okay, perfect. And then let's close out with prayer. Um, So if you want to start us off, and I'll join in. Father in heaven, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for this program. I, Lord, I just, first of all, bless, lift off my finances. Thank you for Tamara. Thank you for how she's investing in people. And Lord, I just pray that your spirit would just guide uh, the hearts of your people, Lord, into uh, uh, the heart of what Tamara has for them, Father, because this is something of you. And so, Lord, I pray that even now that there's a, a newness happening in people's lives, Lord, for your kingdom's sake. Oh, that was so beautiful. And Lord Jesus, we just thank you because, again, you make all things possible. And you give us dreams. You said that if we delight ourselves in you, you'll give us the desires of our heart. And Lord, we know that's not just a a random thing. You plant those desires. So someone may have had a dream for a very long time to have a home. And this may be the time. So Lord, we just pray that you will just help people to move past fear, reach out, and that you'll make a way and that you will get all the glory. This we pray in Jesus' name. Well, thank you so much. Thank Um, you. It's been a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you, Tamara, for the opportunity. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Again, you can check out, um, reach out to Pastor Eliphaz. You can check out myliftoff.net and get more resources. We thank you. We're praying for you. We love you. And we'll talk to you soon.
my path alive. 